0: The Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copypasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepypasta Podcast. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the show. I'm the host, Jeff, and we're going to talk about a creepypasta. You know, usually I credit the person who sent me the creepypasta. Like, I'll say, oh, thank you, whoever, listener, for sending this in. But I forgot to do that last week, and a bunch of them I didn't keep track of because I got them off of our Facebook page. Creepypasta fan group, you can go to them and join that group. Uh, last week's and this week's were both uh, sent in by Ditjery from Twitter. Thank you. This week's story is called "The Children Upstairs," and it's another in the series of uh, these Japanese creepy pastas from Saya in Underworld. Um, it's these are really cool because they're from two chan, which is the Japanese precursor of four chan. And so it's like, uh, it's almost like the origin of creepypasta in a way because a lot of the stuff that happened, like the idea of anonymous image boards. Oh no. Sorry, that was my mic falling down. You're on then. Yeah, no, it didn't fall on me. It just fell down and made a big noise. I'll have to edit it. The idea of anonymous image boards, of course, comes from Japan, and uh, from 2channel, or 2chan, uh, and 4chan was the follow-up to that, and then the racist follow-up to that was uh, eight, 8chan, um, which, because 4chan mods got tired of uh, having a bunch of Nazi groups doing recording, recruiting on their board, So the Nazi groups were like, well, fine, we'll make our own board. Although, uh, I think also heavily, uh, the growth was heavily influenced by Gamergate, because they got banned from 4chan also, and have a couple boards on 8chan. Anyway, none of this is important. This is The Children Upstairs, and it was posted on October 13th, 2007. So I imagine it was uh, from... Japan around a similar time, uh, and with me to talk about it are, of course, the same guests as last week. Please welcome back to the show, Andy Conduit Turner. Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, you missed you missed your cue, and Greg Mason. Hello, good to be back. <laughs> and uh, Andy, this one's your turn to um, to talk about. To summarise, that's is the indeed. word I was
1: looking for. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, so, a little shorter than last week's story. This one's actually um, pretty short and to the point. It's only a few minutes long. Um, I listened to an audio version as well. I think that lasted just under five minutes. But um, So, brief summary then. So, it begins, um, the, the narrator is recounting this story that has been told to him or her from the point of view of someone who they're calling K. So Kay, having had a car accident, is convalescing at home for a week Um, and not going to work, I take it. Um, After a couple of days, sitting at home is incredibly bored. Obviously, don't have video games to play or anything like that. I'd love a whole week at home. I'd be be loving it after three days, but never mind. So sitting at home, fed up. Um, It would appear Kay is just sitting in silence, um, listening to what's going on around the house, um, and he, can, he begins to hear the sound of children playing upstairs. He assumes that the children are on school holiday. And despite the fact he can hear them running around and, and making noise, he's not too bothered because it's um nice relief from the silence of the apartment block that he lives in. Um, on the following day, he decides he can't be bothered to make lunch that day, so orders pizza. Which arrives an important factor within thirty minutes, um, and he enjoys the pizza, but is left with a whole pizza untouched. I mean, why he ordered more than one yeah, pizza when he ordered when he's two lunch alone?
0: pizzas for himself?
1: Yeah, but yeah, we needed gonna...
0: a, we needed a line and we needed a line in there that was like, I couldn't decide what toppings to get, so I ordered two. Yeah.
1: Or <laughs> if it's anything like the UK, it's two for Tuesday here, so. Um, you know, on a Tuesday, oh, yeah. to buy one, get one free at <laughs> every pizza place, so if that's the case,
0: I'd, I'd get two pizzas
1: because yeah. you're not paying any less, but nevertheless, he's got a whole pizza that's untouched and instead yeah, of Yeah, I don't know anything wife, about
0: pizza culture in Japan at all like, I don't know anything about their, their like, what deli- what food delivery is like there or uh, how their takeout pizza is or any of it you, Well, didn't you what we've learned so far um, i visited a couple of times, but I
1: did you Don't order a pizza? We ordered pizza. No, I didn't. I've only been <laughs> collection, sadly.
2: Oh, um, what was the but point? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, but what we've learned already is that it comes within 30 minutes, and what I imagine, just to save us getting emails, is that, um, that you probably order one more than you need at any given time. So with this extra pizza, <laughs> rather than saving it for his wife, he decides to take it to the children upstairs bit presumptuous having never known about them but never mind he um heads on up yeah, and... so
0: friendly <laughs> yeah.
1: like, the story it, it may turn out that he's the creeper <laughs> in this story taking food to strangers um that's that's a childhood lesson around here if a strange man offers you food be it pizza or jelly babies <laughs> don't take them or at least well, the red ones because they're on... the poison
0: it depends on what what the strange man is. If he's got on a fedora and a scarf, you know, maybe he's nice. <laughs> I think that's probably okay to accept a jelly baby yeah. from that guy. I mean,
1: it depends if he's if he backs up the offer of sweets with, "Do you want these jelly babies?" and then to come to my house to see some puppies that I have. If he does that, then yeah, bad
0: people don't. No
2: Definitely if
0: the, man has a, if the man has a house, don't follow him. Only if he lives in a, lives in a phone booth. Yeah, <laughs> or a van. Where everybody
2: can see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: anyway, he, um, he takes the pizza upstairs, um, knocks on the door, and the door is opened precisely five centimetres, and uh, the side of a lady's face can be seen peeping through. Um, he offers her the pizza, and she replies, thank you very much, but no, coldly. Um, he goes on to explain that he thought that the children might enjoy the pizza, and it was intended for them, not her ungrateful face. Um, and she then relents and agrees to take the pizza. Oh, two children's faces appear just below, and this is an important factor, just below the lady's face. Um, he offers to um, give it to the children, They change their mind and say thank you very much and he posts the pizza through the door, assumingly sideways, um, and no sooner is it through the door than a hand comes and snatches the pizza away. They say thank you, the door is closed and he starts to walk away. As he walks away, he begins to think to himself that the visual of it was very strange, seeing their heads in a a row like a vertical stack. And it begins to trouble him as he goes towards the lift, the lift which... um, which doesn't come. I can tell you about being in Japan. Every lift I used, very efficient, came very quickly. So that's very strange already. Um, so <laughs> mm, you're tearing the story apart. <laughs> the lift, the lift, the lift doesn't. The lift doesn't come. Um, and then he looks back um, and sees down the corridor. I assume it must be that there's a corner in the corridor. He sees the faces looking round at him in the same configuration as before. Um, and this gets him even more freaked out. Understandably, he. Makes a bolt for the stairs. Um, he runs down the stairs. We're not told how many floors it up it, how many floors it up it is, but I'm assuming that he must run past the floor to his own apartment, um, and then down to the ground floor, feeling that he could never, you, you know, you know, despite how fast he runs, he'll never make it to the bottom in time, despite being very fit. Um, uh, but he gets, but he does. He escapes. He goes down and goes to a local convenience store and has the people there phone the police. The police then come and go into the apartment and they find the the heads of the woman and the two children. Well I'm sorry, I think he finds their bodies in the bathtub, but Sam's heads. So they've been decapitated and then the murderer hiding in the wardrobe is the 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 father of the family who is insane. Um the police comment that he had a look of terror in his eyes, but they did not understand what had caused his terror. Um, I think the only other fact I missed there is that I believe when he looks back and just before he makes a bolt to the stairs, he doesn't actually see this, but he comes to realisation that the that the heads in a vertical line, there was something strange behind them. I think that may have been maybe cut in an edit of the story, perhaps, because I don't believe it says it earlier, but he sees the strange things behind the heads appear to be hands holding them up, which is what gives him the terror and the impetus to run down those stairs. And that is it. It's like I say, it's quite a short one.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the the thing I like about these the Saya in Underworld stories. And I don't know if it's just because this is what Saya sort of chooses to translate, or if this is a general trend with Japanese creepypastas is. They are short and to the point, and I know more generally Japanese ghosts tend to follow a specific formula where they're like, a classical ghost. Like, they show up because of some horrible trauma, and they're, like, a vengeful ghost. And that is definitely this ghost, uh, and I think the thing that is more unique to the Japanese style of horror is that there's rules, and the people, uh, the horror comes from not knowing the rules of how the ghost works, and some of the intrigue in the plot comes from trying to figure out the rules of how the ghost works, like, as the protagonist. And so, uh, this guy seems to figure out, uh, initially, it's bad because the woman's like, no, no, no. But when he offers a gift to the children, it seems to appease this ghost.
1: Very interesting. Yeah, th- you are right with this whole, the stories of the Japan Japanese ghosts and, the- and having their very specific rules, which, as I think I've heard you say on the podcast before, Jeff, usually the rule is to say, no, I don't have time to play right now and not give you one of your answers, yes. both of which lead to my death.
0: Yeah, there's uh the the what is it the red paper blue paper which is a urban legend about a a toilet stall ghost that offers you uh red or blue toilet paper and you have to say no thank you because if you order blue toilet paper it comes and strangles you to death turning you blue and if you uh take the red toilet paper it tears you apart uh, like tears all your skin off. Uh, so you just have to say no thank you and there's another one about like a woman uh, ghost who's a very <clears throat> ugly and she asks you if, you're, if you think she's pretty or not and if you say no she kills you for being mean and if you say yes she kills you for lying so you just have to say I'm sorry I'm very busy I don't have time to answer your questions and then she lets you go you just uh, have to be rude just... to the ghosts yeah, yeah it's like you can't, you can't be rude in the confrontational way. You just have to be, like... Dismissive. Exactly. Like, yep. I can't interact with you. I'm sorry. I'm too shy or too busy, and I have to go somewhere else. Thank you. Bye. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: I mean, not that I tried this type of smart room with a ghost, but um, I wonder if anyone's ever sat down and said, well, beauty is very subjective. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, why, why do you care about my opinion? You know, what do you think? Do you think you're beautiful? Gokwana. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter what I think, it matters how you feel. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Um, that's, 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 the, one... that's why I love that ghost, because she doesn't know she's beautiful. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Barf. Not conceited. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, it's... So, uh, Greg, how did this story hit you? Uh, yeah, what what did you like about it? Okay. I did, so... I did actually enjoy it. Greg, you go
2: No no, you go first, man, if you're on. you want. You
0: ready? Okay, it.
1: cool. Right, so um <laughs> yeah, I, I did I did enjoy it and I joke about some, some things about it, because um, that's what I do. But in itself, I I did enjoy the story. I did enjoy the way that they that some of the some of the visuals I did enjoy um the, the idea of the ghost, and it has to be a ghost because when I was first reading it, I did run through and think, okay, physically, could you hold three heads in a row by a door, not with two hands, not, and you wouldn't have a spare hand to take pizza unless you had some type of <laughs> stick or you rested them on your knee, and then yeah. you know, it's it's <laughs> it's very difficult. So it has to be a ghost. Um, yeah, yeah, I joke about some of the the, the strange elements. To be honest, the creepiest um, part of all. Why did anyone give away pizza? What there is no such thing as spare pizza.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's really <laughs> this weird.
1: This man This man is insane. That's probably why the dad was was in such a state of terror when he got there, because like there is a guy knocking on my
0: door. Giving away pizza. My neighbor <laughs> is a freaking lunatic. <laughs> yeah, this main character sort of lives he he lives he's the neighbor to this horror movie that happened like without his knowledge where um yeah. where these uh, this family was murdered by the father and then they haunted him and like that is all really cool and the neighbor just sort of pops in at the tail end like right before the credits to be like hey you want some pizza and then leaves and we don't, we don't really yeah, at the end we of just that, don't get don't to see the film. the real story yeah i never looked at it like that um you've made it
2: sound better than i than than uh how much i enjoyed it the first time i read it i think you've, uh, you've got a new spin on it there it. I thought the three heads felt uh, like Japanese cinema, but I didn't realise that the story was uh, was inherently that as well. So, uh, since you put a bit of mythos behind it, I think I, I like it a little more than I did when I first read it.
1: Yeah, I think the, I think the context you've given actually really helps with that. Yeah, but I think before, if I'd read this as a western story um i was immediately struck at the fact that the storytelling conventions didn't really fit in with that you know normally if you look at you know uh, western ghost stories and horror films and so on usually you would be punished or encounter a ghost or something spooky because you've made some kind of mistake right you know you would deny the children your pizza not um you know something would look at you ominously and scare you because you'd gone and offered them pizza.
0: Yeah, there's sort of a a disembodied head motif too, with um like the the classic Japanese horror movie House. Uh, I don't particularly like it, but there's a bunch of disembodied heads in that. And Is
2: that the really the, crazy looking film?
0: Yeah, it's yeah. got um like a a a lot of. Weird overlay, like superimposed stuff to make like heads fly around yeah. and hands and stuff. There's like a an evil cat of some sort. Um it's yeah, that it's a weird movie. I don't like it very much, but I get why it's um why it's important. Sure. Um and then like an Oni is also a disembodied head. There's a bunch of disembodied head uh yokai. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it, a motif, so I, I can see that being like, huh. Uh, and also the fact that it's translated, it makes some of the clunkiness or directness of the language a little more forgivable because yeah, it's like... Yeah,
2: I, I think I would being have...
0: translated is a big point.
2: I would have liked to have, uh, if he'd been a little more descriptive on, on the faces, uh, once, he'd, once he'd made it clear that they were being held by it, like these arms, I would have liked to have heard mm. how they moved. Whether the the heads were blinking. Uh, whether they... yeah, I think it
1: describes. They describes as having like he describes as having like dull eyes. I believe. Yeah. Uh, is it, it? What's it using the heads
2: for? Is it? Is it? Is it like a filter for it to see, or is it just holding them to scare him? I yeah.
1: Like, is it so they can answer the door without being revealed as a yeah. spooky ghost? Uh,
2: yeah. And Maybe get that sweet pizza. That... I love the idea that the monster eats pizza at the end. <laughs> and he snatches it to yeah. the door as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Give us it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's, it's such a strange. I like the story. Um, but it, I guess, you know what? I guess because it's a creepy pasta is why it feels incomplete. Um, because uh, it's just sort of it's the sort of thing that you would post on the like paranormal board on. Four chan, or I guess, in this case, two chan, and just um like be like this happened to me, uh, except in this case, it's this happened to a friend of mine sure uh, so i I like that that sort of um word of mouth nature to it, yeah. Uh, Also interesting about this one, a lot of the story, I think every story from this website that we've covered on the show before has had a section at the bottom with annotations for explaining um, cultural things that are perhaps vague. This one doesn't have any. Uh it is so universal that it they don't need to explain like, well, this is how the trains work in Japan or like this is the name for uh this is like how naming conventions for schools work or whatever a different thing. Uh this it doesn't need to do any of that because it's just about a guy who is sick at home and he orders some pizza and discovers that there was some ghosts next door. That's it. Sure. Yeah, I am um, I think I- Yeah, building onto it even more, now you've told me that
1: it's from Japan. When I first read it, I assumed that it was someone who was writing in a second language rather than it being translated, Um, but but I assumed closer to British than American English because some of the word choices, you know, they say lift instead of elevator, they say wardrobe instead of closet, so... um,
0: Oh, right, yeah. Yeah,
1: so I, I assume the translator must be like a British English speaker or, you know, from a country where that is the... Preferred style, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I
0: wonder if they speak if they teach American English or uh, British English in Japan because I know English is um, a common. It's like uh, I know in in the U.S. when you take a second language in high school, it's almost always Spanish, sometimes French, uh, and I know that it is very common for the second language in Japan to be English.
1: Yeah, I taught in Korea, and they tend to go towards american english as a rule but it depends where your foreign teachers are from because yeah, yeah i refuse to drop all my u's from my words but um <laughs> with um but i guess the japanese system is probably fairly similar so i'd assume american english is fairly is fairly dominant but it would depend pretty much on who taught you where your yeah. teacher I is mean, from it's
0: also possible that this writer Saya yomino is a uh, british yeah like live lives in britain or or something like that so we don't know uh anyway this uh let's get to the spookiest parts greg what's the spookiest part of the story for you
2: uh, um when he looks back and sees the uh, the three heads peeking around the corner I thought that was uh, that'd be a lovely bit of uh, cinema that if you were to shoot it as a short film i think um, yeah
0: it's pretty i i like the uh the whole stairwell sequence is pretty. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's because like you it's... can't really look behind and see what's happening when you're running down the <laughs> stairs.
2: No. Got three heads It's like chosen. a classic
1: fear as well, isn't it? Cause I'm sure if you look into it, it's got a name, but you know, that feeling you get sometimes, especially when you're a kid and you're running up the stairs and there's a feeling that there's something behind you. Yeah. Um, I, I used to get it when I was a kid. We had my parents house rather had, like a window by the front door. And I could picture very clearly in my head as I'd run up to go to bed in the evening that if I turned round, I would almost definitely see like a skeleton or something trying to get in. <laughs> yeah. Of no, course never did. No skeletons ever did come into my parents' house. Because I guess no skeletons live in our neighborhood. But um <laughs> But but yeah, it's like I think it probably has a name of a definite fear that something's behind you, particularly on stairs. Because yeah. stairs are the worst place to get into a fight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I hadn't thought about it before, but I also have a weird stairs fear. I think.
2: Yeah, they um huh. they use it to quite good effect in uh, in the Grudge. It's in the Grudge.
0: No, I haven't. Um... <clears throat>
2: there is a brilliant scene. She's running away from. It's very similar, actually. She's she's or or on the Japanese version. She's running. The protagonist is running away from something, in in a hospital, and she runs into a stairwell. So. As she, when she looks up, there's just stairs and stairs and stairs going up, and when she looks down, there's stairs and stairs and stairs going down, and you can see each floor. And as she looks down, the lights start to switch off uh, a floor at a time towards her. And then when she looks up, she sees the thing coming down the stairs to get her. So she can either run down into the darkness or go up and face the thing, and it's it's closing on her really, really quick. And uh, that shit me up, man. Darkness every time, though, yeah? Yeah, darkness every time, yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm. the it's, band uh, yeah it's very oh it's so strange uh, i think the the spookiest part of me is probably for of me no for me <laughs> i think if <laughs> when you say but the, do- the spookiest part of me is that i always <laughs> leave
1: an extra pizza <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, i was going to say when he's trying to i would say that when he's giving them the pizza is the spookiest part but uh, like when I was reading it, I was imagining him having to like turn the pizza box sideways to get it through <laughs> yeah, yeah. the door. <laughs> and it totally the, killed uh, the, the spookiness for me. To
2: listen, while I was at work today, we were discussing that how it fit through the door. We thought perhaps he had a massive letterbox. <laughs> he just pushed yeah. it through. Yeah, I think
1: uh, yeah, that for me might have done it. Again, might have been a good way to rearrange it. And obviously, can't rewrite a story that is 11 years old. But maybe if they'd said, "Oh, um, but you're a stranger." and a creeper that's giving away pizza, mysteriously. seriously. So why don't you leave it on the floor and we'll come out and get it. And then maybe he could have seen the spooky thing when he, uh, when he yeah. turned back as he was walking away. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think probably the spookiest bit for me is when they're at the door and he sees the, the three heads lined up, which he's never seen before. Obviously he's never seen an episode of DuckTales when the, when the triplets are, creeping yeah, the, up on the someone they look around stack. the door <laughs> yeah duck stacks <laughs>
0: uh, I think that um, I, I, I think that ultimately because of the pizza thing undercutting it the spookiest part is the end where the father insists that the family is still alive because yeah. he's been punished by these ghosts and confirms that yes they were ghosts haunting him <sighs> cool. so that's, uh, that's all we have to say about this story I think right? Sure. Do yeah. have any other final thoughts? Yeah I believe so all right. still can't uh, believe a piece of Yeah, let's get, let's get into plugs. Um, I, wish, I know you probably want to plug your comic like you did last week. I don't know which one of you wants to take the lead. Andy, if you want to do it again, or Greg, if you want to switch it up.
2: Go on, Andy, you're way more eloquent than me.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, sir. No. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so Greg and I are both working on, uh, well, for a comic company called Horde Comics, our first horror anthology of five horror stories. By the time of listening, will already be out. You should be able to pick it up at hoardcomics.com, or we'll be in the process of submitting it to several other places. You know, your comics and so on, where you can pick up comics from digitally. Um, other than that, you can also see some more of my writing work, some more short stories that I do with the guys over at Hawk and Cleaver. And you can find those guys at hawkandcleaver.com or follow them at hawkandcleaver on Twitter. Horde Comics is at hoardcomics on Twitter or you can follow me directly on Twitter at, at SuperMBT83. And Greg? Uh,
2: yeah, I'm the artist for the comics, so if you want to see any of that art, or just see the art, or get some art done, then uh, you can find me on Greg Mason Art, at Greg Mason Art, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, um, and I'll get back to you if you send me a message. No worries.
0: I am available in the normal places. J3FK on Twitter, JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram. You can go to weaponizedlanguage.com and check out more episodes of this show, more episodes of my other show, Seeing Reddit. If you're a fan of Seeing Reddit, then you can go support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash jeffjk. I've been posting more Seeing Reddit content on there, uh, but there is a whole back catalog of me reading stories that we've covered on the show. In addition to... um, that recently I've the seeing Reddit stuff I've been doing is taking our extra clips after we finish recording when we decide what we're going to do for our fantasy casting poll it's a lot of fun i like uh i like doing that little weird f- bit of fan engagement that we do uh and if you want to hear if you want to hear us do that then you can you can also go to coffee.com slash slash jeffjk, that's ko com slash jeffjk, and make a one-time tip, that would be fine, too. You don't get anything in return for that, but, you know, it's none of my business. <laughs> uh, it's, if you want to follow me on Vero, you know my name, and that's how you find people on Vero, is by entering their regular name in. So you can go ahead and do that. Uh, I mentioned at the top of the show the Facebook group. Go ahead and join to Fan Group, and you can talk about the show with other fans or not. I mean, do what you want, but like join <laughs> join the join the group because make the numbers go up. But if you don't want to talk about fan, talk about the horror stuff with fans. You can join the group and then unfollow it. Uh, just that that would be helpful just to, to me send the if message. You out. Are like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're like, I don't want to be involved in this, then you don't have to. But I want <laughs> to help. live out your Jeff. life. <laughs> yeah. If you If you want to help me out, then just join and unfollow. But you know, if you want to connect with other fans, then get involved. It, it'll be fun. Awesome. Uh, and that's. I think that's. Uh, I think that's all we have to say about this. Uh, there was a terror in his eyes. The police did not know the source of his terror. But- <laughs> I knew.